Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 8 of The Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead. Section 6. A man may make great vows and promises. He may have strong purposes and resolutions against sin and yet be but almost a Christian. Thus did Saul. He promised and resolved against his sin. Return, my son David, said he, for I will no more do thee harm. What promises and resolves Pharaoh made against that sin of detaining God's people, said he, I will let the people go, that they may do sacrifice to the Lord. And again, I will let you go, and ye shall stay no longer. And yet, Saul and Pharaoh both perished in their sins. The greatest purposes and promises against sin will not make a man a Christian for number one, Purposes and promises against sin never hurt sin. We say threatened folks live long, and truly, so do threatened sins. It is not new purposes, but a new nature that must help us against sin. Purposes may bring us to the place of giving birth, but without a new nature, there is no strength to bring forth. The new nature is the best soil for holy purposes to grow in. Otherwise, they wither and die like plants in an improper soil. Number two, troubles and afflictions may provoke us to large purposes and promises against sin for the future. What is more common than to vow and not to pay? To make vows in the day of trouble when we make no conscience to pay in the day of grace. Many covenant against sin when trouble is upon them and then sin against their covenant when it is removed from them. It was a brave rule that Pliny, in one of his epistles, gave his friend to live by. We should continue to be such when we are well as we promise to be when we are sick. Many are our sickbed promises, but we are no sooner well than we grow sick of our promises. Number three, purposes and resolves against sin for the future may be only a temptation to put off repentance for the present. Satan may put a man onto good purposes to keep him from present attempts. He knows whatever we purpose, yet the strength of performance is not in ourselves. He knows that purposes for the future are putting God off for the present. They are a secret 
will not to a present opportunity. That is a notable passage. Follow me, said Christ to the two men. Now see what answers they gave to Christ. Suffer me first to go and bury my father, says one. This man purposes to follow Christ, only he would stay to bury his father. Says the other, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at my house. I will follow thee, but only I would first go and take my leave of my friends or set my house in order, and yet we do not find that they ever followed Christ, notwithstanding their fair purposes. Number four, nature unsanctified may be so far wrought on as to make great promises and purposes against sin. First, a natural man may have great convictions of sin from the workings of an enlightened conscience. Second, he may approve of the law of God. Third, he may have a desire to be saved. Now these three together, the workings of conscience, the sight of the goodness of the law, and a desire to be saved, may bring forth in a man great purposes against sin, and yet he may have no heart to perform his own purposes. This was much like the case of those who said to Moses, Go thou near and hear all that the Lord our God shall say, and tell thou it to us, and we will hear it and do it. This is a fair promise, and so God takes it. I have heard the words of this people. They have well said all they have spoken. So said and so done would have been well, but it was better said than done, for though they had a tongue to promise, yet they had no heart to perform. This God saw, and therefore said he, Oh, that there were such an heart in them, that they would fear me and keep my commandments always, that it might be well with them. They promised to fear God and keep his commandments, but they lacked a new heart to perform what an unsanctified heart had promised. It fares with men in this case as it did with that son in the gospel who said he would go into the vineyard, but went not. Now then, if purposes and promises against sin never hurt sin, if present afflictions may draw out large promises, if they may be the fruit of a temptation or from nature unsanctified, surely then a man may promise and purpose much against sin and yet be but almost a Christian. Section 7. A man may maintain a strife and combat against sin in himself and yet be but almost 
a Christian. So did Balaam. When he went to curse the people of God, he had a great strife within himself. How shall I curse, said he, whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? And did not Pilate strive against his sin when he said to the Jews, Shall I crucify your king? What evil hath he done? I am innocent of the blood of this just man. Objection. But you will say, Is not this an argument of grace when there is a striving in the soul against sin? For what should oppose sin in the heart but grace? The apostle makes the lusting of the flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh to be an argument of grace in the heart. Now I find this strife in my heart, though the remainders of corruption sometimes break out into actual sins, yet I find a striving in my soul against sin. Answer. It is true that there is a striving against sin which is only from grace and is proper to believers. And there is a striving against sin which is not from grace and therefore may be in them that are not believers. There is a strife against sin in one and the same faculty. The will against the will. The affection against the affection. And this is what the apostle calls the lusting of the flesh against the spirit. That is, the striving of the unregenerate part against the regenerate. And this is ever in the same faculty and is proper to believers only. An unbeliever never finds this strife in himself. This strife cannot be in him. It is impossible as such. That is, while he is on this side of a state of grace, but then there is a striving against sin in diverse faculties, and this is the strife that is in them who are not believers. There, the strife is between the will and the conscience. Conscience, enlightened and terrified with the fear of hell and damnation that is against sin. The will and affection not being renewed are for sin. And this causes great tugging and combats many times in the sinner's heart. Thus it was with the scribes and Pharisees. Conscience convinced them of the divinity of Christ and the truth of his being the Son of God. And yet a perverse will and carnal affections cry out, crucify him crucify him. Conscience pleaded for him. He had a witness in their bosoms, and yet their wills were bent against him, and therefore they are said to have resisted the Spirit. 
namely the workings and convictions of the Spirit in their consciences. This is the case of many sinners. When the will and affections are for sin and plead for it, conscience is against it and many times frightens the soul from the doing of it. Hence, men take that which opposes sin in them to be grace when it is only the work of a natural conscience. They conclude the strife is between grace and sin, the regenerate and unregenerate part, when, alas, it is no other than the contention of a natural conscience against a corrupt will and corrupt affections. And if so, then a man may have great strifes and combats against sin in him, and yet be but almost a Christian. A man may desire grace, and yet be but almost a Christian. So did the five foolish virgins give us of your oil. What was that but true grace? It was that oil that lit the wise virgins into the bridegroom's chamber. They not only desired to enter in, but they desired oil to light them in. Wicked men may desire heaven and Christ to save them. There is none so wicked upon earth who does not desire to be happy in heaven. But now here are they who desire grace as well as glory, and yet these are but almost Christians. This concludes episode 8 of the Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead.